Surviving Separation, a podcast to help you through the broad and complex issues around family, relationships and divorce. Brought to you by TGB Lawyers. Hello and welcome to the Tyndall Gas Bentley Surviving Separation podcast. I'm Michael Diggins and today we have a packed room of guests. We have... Virginia Lewenberg from Relationships Australia South Australia and her colleague Joe Wilmot. We also have with us Tyndall Gas Bentley partner and accredited family law specialist Jane Miller. Welcome everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Virginia, we'll just uh, start off with you. Could you give us a bit of an idea in terms of what the work is that Raza does here? Sure, Michael. Well, Relationships Australia offers a a very broad range of services to um, both adults and children. Um, But if we're talking about our post-separation services particularly, um, we uh, run a couple of family relationship centres, one in the city and one in the northern suburbs. Um, We offer uh, family mediation. We offer children's contact services. We have a lot of supports within our family relationship centres, um, including family advisors, um, culturally and lingu- linguistically diverse um, family advisors, Aboriginal liaison officers. We offer child-focused information sessions prior to mediation, conflict coaching, um, counselling and um, child consultancy, um, which enables children to have a voice within the mediation process, to name a few. Just a few there. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, quite, a, it's, quite, a, it's quite a broad broad. Uh, role there that Raza plays. Yeah. Um, specifically today we're going to take a look at uh, Christmas and school holidays and the impact that that has on uh, separated families. Yeah. Um, so could uh, you perhaps give us a bit of an idea of the sorts of things that you see at this time of year? Okay. So it's um, obviously a very busy time of year for people and um, the, you know, we're winding down for the school holidays, um, starting people um, are pretty stressed and I guess there are um, quite a, a few high expectations really for families generally uh, in terms of what Christmas means and um, people are often financially stressed, people are worried about um, you know, Christmas Day and who's going to be there uh, in separated families. Um, People inevitably um, miss out on, you know, lunch or dinner with one or a number of people. So there's quite a lot of, you know, contrary to our expectations about celebration and Christmas, there's often a lot of um, sadness in families. Um, Children are sad. They miss parents. Um, People are lonely. Um, People can um, overuse alcohol um, in order to, um, to cope with stress and sadness. Um, so they're the kind of themes that we see and people um, are often ringing in and um, wanting support and wondering how to manage uh, particular arrangements. I guess also the other thing is that what society's expectations are of families yeah. at that time in regards to what opportunities are available for people that it's about celebrating, coming together, enjoying one another's company but you need money, you need stability, you need security to have a lot of that. Mm -hmm. And for families that don't have that, I mean, kids who are in care, placed in care, Mm -hmm. we we fail to recognise what's available for them and how they get reconnected back to family. Um, Families who have a loved one in 
in an institution like a prison uh, or kids in institutional care, in uh, juvenile detention, etc. What's happening for them? And then you have the broader spectrum of uh, the diversity in our society with people who celebrate in different ways the end of the year and moving into a new year and having some hope about what is possible in the new year. But those messages don't actually resonate around what Christmas or the end of the year is for everyone. Mm. So it's inclusive. So it excludes a vast number of people in our community who for one reason or another need to feel like they belong, they're a part of, and they don't have to recreate something that isn't within them and within their cultures to be able to move on in life. So we also, in recognising that child-focused practice, that our kids have got to know that they belong and that they feel okay, and they don't have to be a part of this big, broad brush mm -hmm. of going into these major shopping centres and the pressure on the mm -hmm. families to provide what the families can't support them in providing mm -hmm. for them. Well said. I think yes, we've absolutely. lost the meaning of Christmas <laughs> in many absolutely. ways, yeah. Mm. Do you find that that's one of the, the <clears throat> challenges involved in this as well, that it's not just about you know parents and that, that, that custody um, around Christmas time as well, but also um, getting parents to manage their own expectations about Christmas and also yes. managing their children's expectations mm. around Christmas. Absolutely, yeah. I think that is very key. And um, and also remembering extended family and the complications, uh, joys and complications of extended family. And, you know, with um, step-parents and uh, uh, trying to match up people's arrangements uh, in, in um, with repartnering and, you know, um, blended families. So it's it can be very complicated and uh, quite difficult to, to play everybody. Mm. Certainly in my practice it seems the first Christmas as well seems to be something people really struggle with Yes, because that's the one where they're trying to settle into a new pattern and yep. um, new routines and new traditions uh -huh. um, whereas once we get to the second or the third year mm -hmm. they really don't need their lawyer's help anymore. <laughs> they seem to sort of be, be okay but the first, yeah. the first year seems to be a really difficult one and for yeah. some people you know, I saw a lady this morning who's just separated. You know, wow. it happened last week, and so mm, yeah. she's facing her first Christmas in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. Um, so it's very new and raw to a lot of people as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the recurring themes um, which you, you often hear around um, custody, be it at Christmas time or any other time, is is that idea of what's best for the kids, mm -hmm. um, which is, of course, you know, vitally important, but at the same time, um, you know, perhaps when things can get... Know, contentious and and a little bit tense between those parents mm -hmm. um, is, is that something that you find that you need to remind parents about that you know it's not just you know the kids the property mm -hmm. the overall settlement but it's it, it's just you know you almost have to kind of separate these issues yeah. and and get rid of the monetary stuff to one side and then yeah. just focus on the kids and their own well-being Absolutely. I think, look, um, what we uh, focus on a lot with clients is um, helping them to be as child-focused as they can um, because when people are uh, particularly newly separated, it is quite um, common and normal for them to 
you know, for people under uh, feeling threatened to to take a right space focus. Um, and so we really do um, try to focus people on um, children's needs. I mean, adults' needs are important as well, but it's really putting them to the front and centre um, and to, to separate those things out. Um, yeah, definitely. And I think it's also reminding parents and also grandparents yeah. who are significant others in a lot of these uh, mm. situations, particularly across the diverse cultural groups, that um, quality time being spent with your children is far more important than how expensive the gifts are that you mm. give to them because that's going to account for their stability and their security about being loved, being acknowledged and being important irrespective of what's happened around the time between the adults and other family members. So for children, what they really require is to just know that they're safe and they're secure mm -hmm. and they're loved and they've, they've got stability. So quality time is critically important and supporting parents and recognising that's the most important and significant event for children in the context of getting them to understand and grow as your relationships grow apart and becomes a little bit more diverse. Mm. As lawyers, we try to remind our clients, um, we say that the quantity of time is not important, it's about the quality of the time because Absolutely. some people become very rights-based, like mm -hmm. you say, mm -hmm. Virginia, where they, they're very focused on, I want equal time, I want it to be fair, I want as much Indeed. as the other parents got, yeah. but then they don't necessarily look how they then spend that time with the children yeah. Yeah. and yeah. making the most of it being that quality time yeah. um, and what can be done in a quality few hours um, can certainly exceed an impact on a child compared to a few days of, of without that quality interaction. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So mm -hmm. looking at things like, um, you know, if a parent is working a lot and needing to work, um, you know, if that means that the kids are having to go into vacation care whilst in their care, it might not necessarily be the best for kids when they have other options available to them, yeah, to look at, look at their quality experiences. And what people often forget, you know, about... Um, the context of Australian Christmas, at, at least, is that it's actually an opportunity to to relax, um, or it, it can be, and it should be, <laughs> to to slow down, to um, to look after oneself, um, and to actually, you know, uh, to. Uh, diffuse the pressure actually but when we have complicated expectations then you know you can find yourself um, trying to please everybody and, and, and driving for the whole day um, and kids having to pack up toys and run from one place to the next to please everybody and and really you know that's not necessarily going to be a great experience for, for anybody. <laughs> so yeah. We'll be back to this discussion in just a moment. It's at distressing times like when a relationship breaks down that a caring approach and personalised service really count. That's what TGB's team of accredited family law specialists and experienced family lawyers is all about. TGB's family lawyers are recognised across Australia, with the largest team in South Australia and expanding across Western Australia and the Northern Territory. If you need advice for separation, divorce, property settlement or a children's issue, contact TGB. Visit tgb.com.au to arrange an appointment at your nearest office. 
Um, I think you make a really good point there, Virginia, which um, yeah, and I think we can all relate to is the the, the driving around and the you know the the hectic time that, that Christmas yeah. is. Yeah. Um, would you suggest that perhaps you know rather than trying to cover all bases in that situation, that parents should try and and pare back that plan and just simplify it and give children that little bit of stability around Christmas time as well, so that they're not having to you know hair around from point A to point B to point C. Yeah, look, where that's possible, I think that's you know that's ideal. Um, and um, being um, creative about um, you know the options. So um, sometimes, depending on distance and where people live, it might mean that you know spending um, no time on Christmas Day directly might be better um, than tearing around and driving for you know four hours here and there. Um, but actually having the day before or the day after, or at least being flexible and, and child focused about what's actually going to what will it be like for children, um, using Skype or FaceTime or just being creative uh, about about the options that might be available. Mm. And also asking your children about what's important for them. Mm. I mean, when we talk about child focus, we talk about Absolutely. the adults in, in respect to mm. what we do and mm -hmm. how we kind of get anxious about whether we're doing enough or yep. more important in the kids' lives. But yep. actually, sometimes your children are so full of wisdom yeah. and will be able to show you and and give you some hints and clues and be actually direct about what it is that they need that's important for them. That's right. And that's how you show your utmost love. And you do it more than Christmas, New Year. So over that time, just because there's this marketing that's going on that's getting you into a f frantic... Frenzy. Frenzy. Mm. Um, yeah, just take some time to reflect on other times when there's been some difficulties and how you've been able to weather that storm with your children and, and in, embrace them and encourage them to participate in having some uh, contribution to add to what's important for them. I, I completely That's agree. That's the best Christmas gift you can give your kids, actually. Well, absolutely. And, you know, so Christmas without conflict is, is you know, between parents is, would be one of the best gifts, wouldn't it, to to give them. And also remembering that, that children are basically, you know, not all of them perhaps, but a lot of them feel um, absolutely um, devoted to both parents and, you know, they will... Um, sometimes, uh, you know, take on the kind of, um, you know, actually think that, you know, equal time is fair because it's fair to the parents. But, you know, they, they will kind of sense and take on the, the conflict of the parents and the that, that, that pressure and tension and won't necessarily be able to freely express what they would like because of that. So just being mindful um, that kids will say what they think um, they should be saying sometimes um, and also being mindful that, you know, kids will tell one parent sometimes, not always, you know, what they think they want to hear and then they will do exactly the same to the other parent. And so that can... Obviously, they won't be intentionally trying to do that or to, to create conflict, but be aware that that can happen, um, and uh, which, you know, of course, makes it more complicated. Hence, you know, the, the need for, um, you know, having the courage to, um, you know, uh, be able to um, communicate effectively with your ex-partner um, and, you know, 
totally acknowledging that, you know, often the circumstances uh, are challenging around that um, and it might not be possible for all sorts of reasons, but but at least being committed to, um, as a future goal, um, improving communication uh, and, and taking the burden off of children to, you know, play messenger or sort out arrangements on behalf of their parents, mm -hmm. if, if that makes sense. So they often play that role. And the other thing is with um, <coughs> being a parent and going through this, that you're really tied to not losing. And I guess we need to look at other opportunities around who best we can call on mm -hmm. to be uh, someone who's a sounding board who you can debrief with mm -hmm. so that before you go into the high emotion of of uh, attacking and holding your, your perspective, yeah. that you give yourself an opportunity to sit and reflect with someone who's intelligent, hopefully, <laughs> who can give you the best possible um, reflections on how to deal with this. Mm -hmm. So it's someone who diffuses all of the emotion of mm -hmm. what's happening for you at the time. And sometimes that's not mm. within your family, but mm. there are other structures, other services, other systems available. So and professional counselling. Yeah, yeah, looking yeah. at yep. what helps mm -hmm. to diffuse mm -hmm. a highly emotive issue mm -hmm. so that you can walk into a situation and know that you're not losing anything but you're going to be gaining a lot mm. from thinking through that process. Good advice, you know, and I have to say that um, uh, women are generally more open to having counselling than men. Not always, but um, men often... Uh, you know, don't receive the offer of counselling as as easily. Um, but we definitely um, recommend that you know women and men and all people affected by conflict and grief and loss and tra family transition actually do um, do do that. You know, because mm. um, debriefing and preparing for conversations that could be difficult are really important. Um, and and also with um, uh, the idea of if you are engaging in, in a formal mediation process to have um, uh, com what we call conflict coaches available to you so that at any time, if you don't have that resource within your own family, to draw on that to actually stand beside you during a challenging time and, you know, with, with the end goal, um, you know, being um, often... An agreement that you can live with uh, as opposed to you know something you think is perfect <laughs> um, and you know doing it for the sake of of children ultimately um, and of not having to live with conflict mm. and it certainly sounds like um, yeah some big takeaways from this are that open communication taking a step back taking a breath are yeah. you know so key to this entire process um, not only for the parents but also for the children and the atmosphere that that creates um, around Christmas time and what can be a tricky situation um, but yeah and I'll get Jane's input on this if parents can't agree on a, a deal, I guess, for, for want of a better word. Um, you know, what options do they have to resolve that in, in a legal sense? Well, we certainly always try to encourage everybody through avenues where they can be coached to come to an agreement, um, be it 
by themselves or with the assistance of a mediator or counsellor. Um, although I think we tend to see everybody as the last resort. Um, and of course, one of the, the things we um, have to explore with clients is where the court is appropriate. Um, I think the the courts would prefer um, as well to see people reaching their own agreements and certainly encourage all forms of alternate dispute resolution. But we do get to this point of the year and the court is very, very busy at the moment um, trying to decide where children will spend Christmas holidays, um, which parent they'll spend Christmas Eve with, which one they'll spend Christmas Day, how much driving will be done. Mm -hmm. um, there's issues that the court's dealing with about which school children will uh, start in term one next year so it's certainly a very busy and pressurized um, time of the year for the court system and uh, unfortunately when a, a parents can't come to their own agreement they're really asking a third party um, to make a decision and you never really know what you're going to get that's the only certainty mm. about litigation is you're not sure what no one's going to get no matter how experienced your lawyer is um, or your barrister it makes no difference no one can really predict the exact outcome whereas um, certainly by endeavouring um, to be flexible and to communicate well and having really high ideals about what can be achieved um, between parents um, themselves, um, it's worth exploring all of those avenues if, if at all possible. But unfortunately, that's not the case for everybody in Australia. Mm. Mm. Um, you mentioned there you know, that it gets to that unpredictable stage where you're asking a third party to get involved and, and make these calls for your family. Um, what are some of the things that that third party, you know, in this case the courts, what do they take into account when they're making these decisions? Well, the court's always obliged to make an order that it considers in the best interests of the, the child um, in question. There is no um, standard order that it issues. It looks at every individual um, child and family situation. But some of the some of the things the court will take on board in terms of the, that best interest um, concept is um, the age of the children, if they've got any views um, that have been expressed, um, the practicalities, um, what's been the pattern in the past, um, the children's relationship, not just with mum and dad, but also extended family, siblings, half-siblings, grandparents, cousins, um, and all of those traditions so um, you know the court has to look broadly at that child's needs and then and then make a decision um, based as best it can on mm -hmm. the information and the time that it's got available mm -hmm. um, it, it has to do the best it's ca it can but um, legal outcomes aren't um, they're no, they're not social they're not solutions to social problems unfortunately mm -hmm. they, they don't you know the, the court really is genuinely a last resort mm. Mm, I would definitely agree with that and that's certainly a message that we try and give our clients um, day in, day out and encourage them to to remember that, um, you know, if they can do it themselves, even with assistance outside of a legal determination, then they are more likely to, um, you know, reach um, an agreement that they, you know, have some control over and influence over. Yep. Mm. And loving your kids and um, creating a su secure environment, what you want to do is make it as smooth as possible, mm -hmm. given the disturbances and the the um, the changes to their life that are really dramatic. So what you really need to do is make it as smooth as possible mm -hmm. for them, so they're not traumatised mm -hmm. by this process. And um, that's all you can do is think about what is the effect on our children mm. and what is it that we really want them to have because we've got the rest of their lives to offer them a solution, love, 
and security and stability, which mm. is what they require. So, mm. you know, at the moment while we're stuck in this anger and hurt mm. and frustration, yep. it's about getting to debrief and sit with someone and weigh up mm. what are the pros and cons around, what are the long-term resolutions around yeah. us being caught in our trauma ourselves yeah. and we're actually bringing our kids into our own trauma rather than looking at them as a possible solution to working this through. That's right. That's a really good point. And look, remembering too that whilst if you're in the middle of it right now, uh, whilst it might seem like, you know, it it will never end, uh, what we know is that for most people... um, you know, two years is, you know, within two years, most people settle, they sort things out, their communication improves significantly um, and, you know, issues with sadness and depression will pass. Um, And, um, you know, there are children's contact services exist um, for a number of reasons, but primarily... um, it's hoped uh, that they are used only for transition periods um, and, you know, it is a family transition period. So uh, a lot of people come to us um, using contact services and um, we, we actively assist them to, um, you know, have the confidence uh, to self-manage uh, over time. And uh, so most of the time, you know, people are, are successful in those goals. Mm. It's a message of hope. Yeah, mm. it is I a like message that. of hope. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, some some really good insights um, from all of you today. Um, if you know people find that they are in a situation where they do need your help, uh, Virginia, how can they get in touch with you? Okay, so um, Relationships Australia can be contacted on our thirteen hundred number, which is thirteen hundred three six four two double seven. Um, We're closed between the 24th of December and the 3rd of January over the Christmas period. Um, But there are numbers that you can jot down if you you need support over this period. Um, Lifeline, uh, you can call on 13114. There is um, a kids line as well that your children might want to be aware of if they're not already. And that is 1800-55-1800. Um, and mental health emergency uh, service number is 131465. And of course, you can always um, contact police on 131444 should that be necessary. Excellent. And uh, Jane, if um, you know people ever needed our assistance, how can they get in touch with us? Uh, yes, so our... Um Contact number is 8212107 and I believe we also have the uh, email up and running over the Christmas break and the email address for that for inquiries is? Uh, the email address is familylaw at tgb.com.au. Everyone, thanks so much for your time today and um, wishing you all a fantastic Christmas. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Surviving Separation, a podcast brought to you by TGB Lawyers. Make sure you subscribe to the show and for the latest podcast updates and news, visit tgb.com.au forward slash podcasts. Tyndall Gask Bentley is one of Australia's largest and most respected family law firms. To arrange an appointment, contact the TGB team or read blogs and content, visit tgb.com.au.
Please be aware that the discussions on this podcast are general in nature, true at the time of recording, and should not be considered legal advice. If you are facing a legal issue, seek advice from a lawyer specific to your circumstances.